This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Welcome into the Daily Detail. Let's start with Alabama News. A lawsuit involving one of Alabama's congressmen has been dismissed. U.S. Representative Mo Brooks filed a motion for the lawsuit to be dismissed, and Judge Amit Mehta granted that motion this week. The lawsuit against Brooks has to do with his speech held before Trump supporters on January 6th in Washington, D.C. The lawsuit tries to connect Brooks' speech to the Capitol Hill breach that occurred an hour or so after it. Brooks' motion for dismissal says the allegations do not support a plausible inference that he was advocating any action or intending to produce imminent disorder in D.C. Well, in case you missed it, the Alabama legislature has voted and passed an $8.1 billion education budget for public schools here in Alabama. This budget is the largest in the history of the state. There were nine different bills involved in this budget package. All nine of those bills were passed by the House and have already been approved by the state Senate as of last week. The sole objector to this recent budget in the House was State Representative Andrew Sorrell. The bill's sponsor, State Representative Danny Garrett, says that over half of the increase in the ETF budget was in teachers' salaries. Garrett says this is to continue to get qualified teachers into the classroom. The National Weather Service is confirming that a tornado did touch down this week in Mobile County. The twister arrived after the early morning hours of Wednesday and landed near Newman Road. The survey team has determined that the tornado was an EF-1 with 90-mile-per-hour winds. Several trees were broken and snapped in two in that area where it landed. State Representative David Wheeler of Vestavia Hills has passed away at the age of 72. Wheeler first started serving in the state legislature back in 2018. He did so for House District 47. Before the legislature, Wheeler was an Alabama Power employee, and he was also on the board of trustees for the University of Montevallo. Wheeler is survived by his wife, Diane. Winter Jam is coming to Birmingham this weekend. The Christian Music Festival will be held at the Legacy Arena. Host for the event will be New Song, and special guest Tim Tebow will be there. Musical artists include Skillet, Taryn Wells, Colton Dixon, and Bayside Worship. The pre-show starts at 5 p.m., the main show at 6. Attendees can pay $10 at the door, and there's no proof of vaccination or recent COVID-19 testing required, and also no masks. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, last year it was all about COVID relief. This year, it's all about Ukraine. Democrat leaders in the U.S. House have ditched a $15.6 billion package that would have provided more government spending on COVID-19 recovery and relief. Instead, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi focused on sending billions of dollars to Ukraine and European allies. In a letter to her House colleagues, the Speaker of the House said that a $1.5 trillion piece of legislation must be passed in order to help Ukraine as well as provide other government spending programs. Democrats introduced a $13.6 billion aid proposal to Ukraine and European allies as Congress is facing a budget deadline this Friday. The bill is over 2,000 pages long, and it's being pushed through the House in the hopes of making it over to the Senate by week's end. The House will also offer a stopgap measure bill 
that would keep government agencies financially afloat until March 15th in order to avoid a government shutdown this weekend. China's foreign minister, Zhu Li Zhan, is now coming out and making no bones about it. He says that the United States did have bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Here's Lu Zhan speaking through an interpreter. Russia has found during its military operations that the U.S. uses these facilities to conduct military plans. According to data released by the U.S., it has 26 labs in Ukraine. The U.S. has 336 labs in 30 countries under its control. The U.S. has also conducted many biological military activities in Fort Detrick. What is the true intention of the U.S.? What has it done specifically? The international community has long held doubts. Once again, we urge the U.S. to give a full account of its biomilitary activities at home and abroad and accept multilateral verification. Russian President Vladimir Putin has maintained all throughout this invasion of Ukraine that his military forces would be focusing only on military sites such as these labs. Now a spokesperson from the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Maria Zakharova, accused the United States of violating the 1972 Biological Weapons Convention and covering it up. We have found your own products. We have found your biological material. It was developed primarily for military purposes. As it turns out, it was all happening in Ukraine. What were you doing there? It's a different continent. It has no borders with you. There are no bases of yours. What were they doing there under the guise of scientific research? And this week, before that accusation, the U.S. Undersecretary for the State Department, Victoria Newland, made a thinly veiled admission to the existence of these labs, but she used softer terminology to describe them. I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. Yesterday, the Daily Detail reported on an election fraud investigation in the state of Wisconsin. Now there's more news coming out of the state of Georgia. Voter GA is a group that has been conducting an investigation into the ballots and the drop boxes that were used in the 2020 election. This comes after state legislation was passed that allowed for those ballots to be made public. A few weeks ago, that group released video footage of the rampant abuse of the ballot drop-off boxes. Now the group is releasing the election ballot imaging problems. Garland Favorito is heading up Voter GA. He says he's been in the IT computer business for 40 years, and what they found are not technical mistakes, but electronic insertions. Favorito says ballot images were electronically tampered with in Fulton County. Some of the data released shows that 17,000 presidential votes had no ballot image. This gave a gain of 9,000 votes to Biden. 374,000 ballot images that were certified are now missing from everyone who voted in person, and 132,000 mail-in ballot images are missing authentication files. And there's also some statistical impossibilities, like 10 ballots 
being adjudicated by one user in under a minute time. Favorito also says that the district attorneys in the different counties in Georgia are facilitating this corruption by blocking them from gaining more access to the evidence and refusing to prosecute within their own county, even those counties that voted largely Republican and for Trump. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with hosts Brian Dawson and Ray Mellick as they talk to former state representative Ken Johnson about this gambling bill that was dropped in the state legislative session. It's always gaming. It's never gambling. It's always, um, you know, lottery. You know, aren't you sick and tired of driving across state lines uh, to get your scratch tickets? Well, if you help us, you know, vote for this lottery bill, you won't have to anymore, right? And so it's a it's a cloak and dagger, um, smoke and mirrors uh, approach of bamboozling uh, Alabamians into voting for something that maybe they don't have any, you know, um, moral or whatever reason that they'd be against scratch tickets. But it's the, you know, it makes me think of the whole uh, camel with his nose in the tent. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so they think, yeah, scratch tickets. But then what ends up coming in is full-blown casinos and, you know, the the exclusive uh, licenses and written into the Alabama state constitution, all that is connected to it. And that's not what people are seeing. The only thing they're seeing on any of these commercials that are running and, and you even see it with the, you know, the other papers. And I don't typically call out the other publications other than nail.com, but you know, Todd Stacy and Yellowhammer and these other ones, they're, they're all writing gaming. It's all gaming or lottery is what they call it. And it's like, why, why? Like, and it, it makes no sense. And so anyway, um, Ken, let me let me ask you this too, because this I think is a very interesting change, and in that we'd always heard we need this money for education, mm. the education lottery. Now we're in a position in the state we know we don't need this money, so it really does just come down to pure: do you want gambling or do you not? And uh, has that lost some of its argument appeal when it used to be that it was to supplement some sort of lack in funding? But the truth is, it's just not. There's no lack anymore. You know, well, you're right. The big need is not there for so oftentimes people think, you know, the end justifies. So oftentimes people think, you know, the end justifies the means. And if we can do it for the kids, then that justifies. It. <laughs> mm. And uh, and in Georgia, you know, everybody says, well, talks about Georgia. A lot of folks don't know the truth about how Georgia's hope scholarships weren't the windfall they thought they would be. It ended up falling back, some of these falling back on the taxpayers because once you guarantee scholarships. But with this, what we're seeing, guys, if you'll notice, there's no guarantees in, in the legislation that I've seen filed. Um, it's it's just that any, any of this money, after everybody gets their cut, will go to education. Right. So we're not even making promises. But what is the and the bill is titled as an education bill though, isn't it? Like the it sure, it sure is. <laughs> um, and, and shameless. And, These people are shameless, man. It's crazy. <laughs> you can find that podcast at eighteen nineteen news dot com under the podcast tab. You can also listen to the daily detail that way, or you can go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe there. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 